0: when you go into gratitude you feel you put your body in the state that you go into when you're receiving so like gratitude equals receiving you feel grateful when you've received
1: welcome to this episode of the podcast inside out connecting with oneself from our last episode we are taking ahead our conversation with josh Farr. josh what do you do personally to connect with yourself? Love this. So really practically first thing in the morning for me,
0: I'm really a really big believer in habit stacking. So if you want to change something, if like, if you don't go for a run, it's really hard to just say every morning, I'm going to go for a run. What's much easier is for me at least to add something onto a habit you already have. So for me, my biggest thing, every morning, I've done this now for just under four years, every time I have a shower, I do this gratitude practice. So for me, when I walk into a shower, I'm like gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Every day I think of three things I can be really grateful for. Uh, And I do this in two ways. The first part of it is I start with the weather because so many people say, oh, it's raining outside, my day is over. Every time in the morning, I look at the weather and I say, what's great about this? If it's sunny, cool, I can go outside. If it's rainy, great. I can wear my snuggly jumper like it was today, have a warm cup of coffee. So at the start of the day, I say things that are outside of my control are gifts. Because if you can't control them, why see them as a problem? Now, if you're hearing me on that, if things are outside of your control, why choose to say it's a problem? I heard, I was listening to a podcast this morning. I was at the gym, Indian guru said, guru said, he said, if you see a volcano from a distance, it's a wonder. He said, if you see a volcano and your house is on the volcano, it is a problem. (laughs) He's like, either way, it's still a volcano. He's like, we give it the meaning, right? There's nothing good or bad. We give it a meaning. So the weather is like that. We give it a meaning. And so every morning, my first thing is the weather. And then I think of two things I can be grateful for, things that are just amazing. So like today, for example, it's a Monday. For me, Monday is a really special day of the week for a variety of reasons. I had this really great project going on. We're launching this program today. I'm speaking with you. There's so many things. So for me, first thing in the morning is thinking what is great at the moment. And I've done this for four years. It doesn't matter if I've, I do this on the day I quit my full-time job to start my business. And that first Monday, no income. Friday before, employed. Next Monday, no income. But that morning I said, what's great about my life? Oh my gosh, I get to start a business. I don't know if it's going to work. People are supporting me. Like I found what was good about it. So for me, that's a really big thing, the gratitude in the morning. That helps massively. And then second and third really practical thing. Firstly, I give myself an hour a day to focus on myself, whatever that looks like, whether it's exercise. So this morning I went to the gym, for example, listen to a podcast, feed my mind, listen to something interesting. And then I give myself an hour a day to do my number one task. For me, that's been a game changer. Before I check my emails, my phone, my messages, 60 minutes in the morning to focus on my number one goal. So it doesn't matter what it is. I ask myself today, if I only had an hour, what would I do? And whatever the answer is, that's what I do for the first hour. And so today at three o'clock, we finished. We, I was like, I was done for the day because I already had that first hour. We would had a good couple of hours. I had my gratitude, um, I'd spent my hour on myself, and then I'd spent 60 minutes on my number one goal. So that'd be the three things for me that have helped the most.
1: Josh, your gratitude technique is a game changer. I hope everyone who listens to this podcast can practice daily and get benefited. What would you advise a person who wants to start with a few habits to practice every day? So it's a big question there's there's so many different ways to approach this
0: the first thing i think i would say is like don't trust me prove it to yourself a a mentor of mine his mentor used to say don't be a don't be a follower be a student so like don't just listen to everything i say like go test it out see if it works scientific method right pick one area of your life and i'll give you a few think of over the next year, one area of your life that you'd like to improve. It doesn't matter what it is. And improve doesn't mean more, it just means better. You feel the way you want to feel. So whether it's your career, whether it's your studies, whether it's your physical health, whether it's your mental health, your relationships, your finances, what you do for other people, volunteering, giving back, what you just do for fun and enjoyment. Pick one of those areas because if you sum all those areas up, that's pretty much your life. Pick one of those areas. And then within that area, set yourself a goal. Close your eyes, imagine your life one year in the future and say, what do I want my life to look like one year from now in that area? So, like, what do I want my health to look like one year from now? What do I want my relationship with my best friend to look like? What do I want my finance to look like? Whatever it happens to be. And once you've got that, think about it for a minute or two, write it down, write it down as clearly and specifically as you can. And once it's written down, here's the kicker you need to see it every day, you need to work towards it every day. So whether that is like I keep a stack of post-it notes next to my desk, whether it is you have one post-it note that you stick on the wall and every day you say, this is my goal, I'm going to do one little thing to move towards it. doesn't matter how small, one little thing. But every single day, take one step towards that goal. And what you're doing here is when you pick the thing and when you work towards it every day, you're recreating your identity. You're saying, I am this sort of person. And it doesn't matter if you achieve the goal. What matters is you've lived into that identity every day in every way for a year. And so if you say like, I'm going to be a happy person and you go, okay, what would a happy person do today? This. If you do that every year, it's surprise surprise you end up a happy person you say what would like what would a creative or a confident person do what would someone do if you know they were fit and healthy what would someone do if they're in loving relationship what would someone do if they weren't stressed about money and they had financial abundance whatever it is pick the identity and live into it every day be who you want to become every day so many of us say i'll be happy when And as Thich Nhat Hanh, I think a Vietnamese Buddhist monk once said, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. Figure out how you want to feel, live it every day. Don't wait until you feel that way, live it. So for me, pick a goal, set that as a destination, direct yourself towards it, do a little thing every day. Try it for a year,
1: and you'll be amazed where you end up. Wow, pick a goal. Discipline yourself to align with that goal. Do the small bits every single day. These are some amazing practical steps, Josh. Thank you so much for sharing your remarkable insights, man. I know you read a lot. I would love if you could recommend some books to our listeners. So many of these. So
0: I'm on a seven-year quest. Uh, I've never had a seven-year quest before, but I did. Um, Our original mentor, Tony Robbins, uh, said when he was younger, he read 700 books in seven years. And when I first started on this journey, like four years ago, I was like, all right, I'm going to do that. So I was like hundred books a year. My first year I read 112 books and I'm like, I'm on the track. And then I sort of like backtracked a little bit from then. I was like, no, that's too many books. I'm down to like one a week, 50 a year. I figured was a good amount. And I've stuck to that for the last four years. So the reason I tell you that story is I think I've benefited the most from reading from lots of different places. And I love the source material. So if I read a book and it says it mentions a book, I'll read that book. And then if I read that book and it mentions another book, I'll go read that book. And normally they go back through time. Like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, if you want a new idea, read an old book. So I kind of, I'm working my way backwards through the history. Um, some really good starting places, just practically, depending on what you want to achieve, but it's hard. A couple of really good ones. Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, really, really good book. Survived the Nazi Holocaust um, and just talks about how you ascribe a meaning to your life and it's your job to find the meaning in it, which I love. Um, a more recent version of that, Eddie Jaku, in a uh, former, I think, Austrian, but now Australian author, wrote The Happiest Man Alive. This man went through the Holocaust and wrote a book called The Happiest Man Alive. Like He went through the Holocaust and he says he's the happiest man alive. Like, if that doesn't tell you all there is, I don't know what to tell you. So that's amazing. Um, A third one, I don't know why I'm on this beat at the moment, but it's so amazing. Um, Edith, what is her last name? She wrote a book called The Choice. Oh, it's killing me, I can't remember. Edith, I need to remember her last name, but Edith someone wrote a book called The Choice, also went through the Holocaust, amazing. Um, The reason I bring that up is, in a world right now where we're recording this where so many people are focused on like so many problems, If you read a couple of books about people who went through the hardest and most horrible stuff, it puts your life in perspective. I always say to people, in 2021, there are 800 million people who don't have clean drinking water. 800 million don't have clean drinking water. Like if you can go to a tap right now, 800 million people don't have that. So going back and finding those books of people who've been through it, but have a really positive attitude blows my mind. Uh, if you want to jump into a leadership space, I absolutely love Seven Habits for Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. I think it's just like a must read text. It's mind blowing. Um, first three to four habits focus on self, the next focus on everyone else. That's incredible. I think it's just must read stuff. Uh, and then I always recommend, especially for someone new to like new in sort of the leadership space, if that's where people are going, I don't necessarily know your audience, but Uh, Brene Brown is incredible. If people are not familiar with Brene Brown, B-R-E-N-E, Brown, the traditional way, she's a gangster. Brene Brown's written like five New York Times bestselling books. Her TED Talks, one of the top 10, I think, of all time. Netflix literally created a new category for her. It's like stand-up comedy and a TED Talk mashed together. She's a rock star. So anything by her is really good. Daring Greatly is my personal favorite. And Dare the Lead, I think, is her most recent book. Incredible. just so good the reason why she's really good is she comes at it from an academic standpoint she's very like carol dweck who wrote a book called growth mindset Uh, sorry she wrote a book called mindset and popularized the term growth mindset dweck's a stanford i think psychologist uh, but Brené brown's trained as a, a sociologist and a social worker so there's an academic perspective from their writing which is very different to a stephen covey which is very different to a um, an Edith, Victor uh, Viktor Frankl, or an Eddie Jakku. And that perspective of lived experience, business, academics is a really nice spectrum. So wherever people start reading, just be conscious who's written it. If you just read books written by journalists or just read books written by academics or just read books written by business people, you'll get one perspective. And if you read a few, certain things align, but other things butt heads. Uh, and someone told me once, you haven't read enough, until your opinions contradict each other. If you read three books and they all say the same thing, read a different book. Like they're too similar. You need to think. read things that make you think because uh, critical thinking is I think the substrate that lives under good reading. Like you read to get ideas, but the critical thinking makes you go, oh, should I make that part of my identity? And unless you have that bit, you can just read and do. As they say, don't read everything you, don't believe everything you read on the internet. So. Read from different sources.
1: Alright guys, that's the end of our episode. Quick reminder to check out our channel. Discover life to discover your life. Stay tuned for more. 112 books a year. I give my dear respect, man. I believe our podcast listeners can start today. Pick a book now and add value to their daily lives and challenges. Josh, thank you so much for being on the show. You shared some great content with us. I hope everyone who listens to our podcast will enjoy your insights.